sure to check it out and also uh, go to their website i believe it's 10thplanetsoul.com i'll have better information for you very soon you can also check them out on instagram also ak49 martial arts slash bang muay thai slash mountain Brazil, uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu they are located in an insulin center mall class at back to normal you can do a 6 p.m class and then make your way over to 10th planet to do some jiu-jitsu after you get done All right, you can check them out on Facebook as well as their Instagram page, AK39 Martial Arts. All right, there you go. Boom, it's on Instagram. Don't forget to put the at there. All right, have a great day. Have a great evening. Have a great whenever it is you are listening to this. Wonderful. Thank you.
Thanks for your time. As time is the ultimate currency, I appreciate it. As per 3AAC 306.360 Alaska Marijuana Control Board Cannabis Use Warning A. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. B. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. C. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. D. For use by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. And E. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. So I bought a laptop for this thing. Yeah, I'm glad. And we're still using yeah. mine. I know. Well, I thought about bringing mine, just, but then I was like, what am I going to do with it? Just set it up here and like, be like, yeah, then, then what, what do we need him for? Redundancy, <laughs> um, just in case. Yeah. Just, just to make sure that someone knows what's going on. By the way, we're, we're up in the internet on this. Uh, we're connected to is fast, fast as fuck. We'll make sure we're on the fastest. Yep, we're on the fastest fuck internet. Sweet. All right. Um, so, we're here. We're, we're back. We're backy yeah. back. This was, it was an ordeal today. It was. More than I'd like to admit. This is like, I mean, you know, fucking Odysseus on this right now, man. Yeah. Or Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Oh, look at that. Sassafras. Sassafras. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like if you keep throwing too many mythology creatures out at me, like, like I got my one or two. Yeah. I just like love Oedipus. Sisyphus. We're all going to know Oedipus. Oedipus. Oh, Eddie. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume that everyone named Edward wants to fuck their mom. Yeah. Or would it be Odie? It's very Freudian of you. <laughs> Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, yeah. But it's when I am smoking a cigar that it's just a cigar. Unless the name's Edward. Unless it's Edward, then it's your mom's wiener. <laughs> There's the title of the show, right, right away. <laughs> right off the bat. First 30 seconds, your mom's wiener. <laughs> oh, man. So, um... We got. It's been an interesting week, man. It's, oh, it's been a lot of a lot of things have happened this week. I know. Um, Can't believe I have to bring up my notes. Let's well. Let's start off a little bit with uh, with the, the the documentary series on Netflix that we agreed to watch. Yeah. In unsolved mysteries, does this fit the 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 title of reboot or is it a remake? Okay, so let's roll back to being children of the eighties or the nine early nineties, yeah. whatever it was. You know, there's only like four or five um, channels on the TV. Maybe there's 32 channels if your if your parents have the cable, and you got the little click the box, you know, where you go through everything. Or like, or the or the one where you have to like turn it to like the U, and then you get like the channels above 12. Yeah. But yeah, no, no. But like, it was basically the I, I think Pink Floyd said it the best with uh, I have 13 channels of shit on the TV to choose from. Um, and uh, Bruce, Springsteen, uh, Bruce Springsteen said he's got 57 channels and nothing is on. Yes. Yeah. So, I wonder where he so got that, that from. Yeah. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Brucey Bruce. But, okay, so rolling back to being a child. You know, you're playing in the living room with your He-Man, your G.I. Joes. You might be one of those crazy kids that mix them up. And, you know, that's why you got a lot of emotional issues right now. Because sometimes He-Man's gigantic with swords, but G.I. Joe's little with the guns. Who wins? We don't fucking know. But we play it out, right? It's like Castle Grayskull versus the aircraft carrier. Um, but anyway, so, you, you know, you're doing that whole thing. And mom and dad is watching Unsolved Mysteries. And this is for, like, for us for us children of the 80s and 90s. 
this was sort of our introduction into like weird, creepy shit. Yeah, this is where conspiracy theories kind of came from. Yeah, it's like you got At the least ghost for our stories. Yeah, yeah you ghosts, got... UFOs, murders, all kinds of crazy things happened, and mm. they were unsolved. Uh, yes, uh, there was D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper made an appearance yeah. on Unsolved Mysteries. Still unsolved. Show didn't do anything for that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was um. Yeah, and this is before the internet, so it's like this was the closest thing to any kind of information about like this weird shit happening in the world that you were gonna find. Like this was your introduction to Sasquatch, you know. Um, also, like creepy murders of like you know babies that eaten their mother's heads or some weird shit like that. And the legend, the man, the guy that put it all together in like a very palatable edited version for you, Robert Stack. Yes. Now, he wasn't... They had multiple hosts in the very beginning. Like yeah. Raymond, uh, I want to say it was Raymond Burr was uh, one of them. Um, and towards the end... You had hacks or stacks. I mean, that's the, you know. Basically. Yeah. And Virginia Madsen, towards the end, was mm -hmm. one of the co-hosts. Um, so, moving forward to the, the current Unsolved Mysteries, in the intro, they've got the little... What looks like an outline of Robert Stack's face. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they've got the a music. A little bit of the music, yeah. Um, but that was really... That was really it. Like, that, yeah. was, that was about all it seemed. It didn't look the same. It didn't feel the same. I think that having a host really makes it palatable, right? It makes it watchable. Mm -hmm. um, because he's sort of your guide through all of this creepiness. And you didn't have that in this. You had some really cool drone shots... Yeah. Um, you had some really beautiful locations. You you had a uh, 4K video, but you didn't have any soul. And and that for me in this unsolved mysteries um, is, is taken out of it. There's that the UFO story is 50 years old. Like there's better free stuff on YouTube. There was no one to hold your hand through it. Yeah. You know. And and Robert Stack was uh, everyone's creepy uncle at that point. Yeah. A little and less molesty, but... Way less molesty. Uh, yeah. He was an airplane, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and so was the late, great Leslie Nielsen. And the still-alive Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar... Huh? Was OJ He was a naked gun. Oh, okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, however, was an airplane. And I think that if we're going to keep everything equal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar should have hosted Unsolved Mysteries. I think so. Yeah, yeah. why not? Why well, you turned it down? I would hope so. No, He's like, I can see this failing. <laughs> During Ramadan or something. Maybe. I, I don't know. He, he probably came up with a good excuse to stay out of that. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> this, this looks like an epic failure. Robert Stack was my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <coughs> yeah, the, um, uh, I, man, I, 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 it reminds me of if you watch, like, your standard murder porn. Or you're, um, you know, you, you go to like the, you know, uh, what's like forensic files or something like that. It, it felt more like forensic files. Yeah. yeah, it has that structure, um, except you don't get to get the answer at the end or even in the beginning. I love it when they tell you who the murderer is at the beginning and then goes, and this is all the stuff we did to find him and all the other people that we accused that we were wrong about. <laughs> That's like, you know, yeah, the way to do it is totally, you know, save it for the end, like Scooby-Doo style. Oh, well, gosh, yeah. Yeah. But that's what it felt like in one one story per episode, like fifty four minutes of a story that I'm not going to get an answer to. A little much. Yeah, I I felt like 
they were reaching for something like they had a vision of what they wanted but that the execution was just off it was like it'll be enough if we have the music yeah, well yeah I, well here's what i think i feel like the like this band put together an album and they're like oh there's just nothing we can do to market it um ask how much you two cost to use their name you know or something yeah. like that like it's like they this has this vibe like it was already filmed or they weren't even going out for they had a show that maybe they were inspired by but it feels like they just tagged unsolved mysteries on it because that was the only way people were going to watch it yeah it was probably called that's why they didn't buy the mysteries part of the unsolved website if you yeah. now <laughs> it was supposed to be called unsolved and someone was like wait wait for an extra 50 grand we can get mysteries all yeah. right uh, and, and we get Robert Stack's image as long as we don't use his actual face. Yeah. But it seems like... And only for eight seconds. Anything longer than that, we, we, we got to pay the money. Yeah. Um, but it, it's fucked up because I feel like um, you had an opportunity to do something good. Uh, something well, it would have been legendary. Uh, if you, I mean, if you use... Uh, before the show, um, Siri mentioned like Christopher Walken. Like Christopher Walken yeah. would have been oh, a geez. great host. Uh, for for a Netflix unsolved mysteries, there are ways that you can do it, and I, and I like I do like that it, it is opened up for a season two, so you can kind of uh, learn from your mistakes, um, you repair the damage you've done, and how you've sullied the good name of. Absolutely, it's yeah. like um, you're familiar with uh, the band Portishead. You're familiar with the band Portishead. Oh, yeah. Okay, now imagine if Beth Gibbons was never part of Portishead and it was just instrumentals, then it would it would be something else. It wouldn't be mm-hmm. what it is. You have an opportunity to. I'd be fine with her hosting Unsolved Mysteries. Oh my gosh. What if they did the music? Oh my gosh. That would be crazy. With music by Portishead. And you let Portishead. Oh yeah, and let him remix it? Yeah. Oh heck yeah. But she does it all as Icelander. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is, that is, that is very, uh. That's my Bjork impression. Yeah, no, that's, that's spot on. Yeah, actually. (laughs) The, um. Oh my gosh, how do I. Funny, I was just looking because I was just listening to um, oh, what is it? Happy birthday! What is her song? The birthday, thing? but what is the name of her old Icelandic band? Prior the Sugar to Cubes. Sugar Cubes. Thank you. They were shit. Birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> she birthday cake. It's yeah. something like it's, my, it's you know Bjork's old band. Birthday. Turns out she was actually in a band called Birthday Cake, and you're just that. You know, no, no, I was thinking about the song because they had one song that actually like came over to America. Which is basically just her doing her Bjork screaming. Um, we're all sitting in that, like, that, the, you see the series on it. Look at that. <laughs> so, but, um, it's called it? birthday. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you. <laughs> By the sugar Vindicated. End of podcast. We're good. I'm out. <laughs> cue for cue for Unsolved mystery sucked. <laughs> I'm going to save you another three hours of this boring show. <laughs> um, now, one of the ones that we agreed to watch was the UFO. Yes. Episode. I feel like using a 50-year-old UFO mystery is a, was a, a waste of an opportunity. We are, we've already seen it. We've seen it a, a hundred times. Yeah. I, I'm sure that particular story has been told at least once or twice uh, in some other mm-hmm. series. MUFON, which is a mutual UFO... Um, uh, net, mutual UFO network, I believe... Um, they have their, they have some great stuff out. They actually have a documentary series on Netflix called Hangar One, and that was better than this. Uh, and now it's mostly just interviews with, with the same five people 
Uh, it was essentially like uh, Pawn Stars of UFO stuff, um, <laughs> which was better than that. Um, so we, we talked about um, uh, we talked about this on an episode of the Scotty Bear. Scotty and I were, were yeah. discussing it, and he said, "You know, he's dead to me, but because <laughs> he's not here, he's yeah. off. He's he's off quarantining himself, drinking he's, Yingling, um, having a good time with some goats, with some go- <laughs> just being a bad boy." Um, no, I like that. He, it looks like he's feeding them now. Like he's got like a specific sort of trash layout for like. He's, he's, he's grooming him. Yeah, he's, he's like, come he's, into my van, little goat. He's the he's, he's, he's the Jelaine Maxwell of Missouri goats. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fifty-year-old UFO stories yeah. don't really do anything for me because there's better stuff available for free on YouTube. I want to say it's uh, new so, released government stuff. Like, always, all oh, the yeah. time. Um, and they they made a little bit of reference to uh, the Tic Tac videos. Um, on there when they were talking about um, uh, unidentified flying objects up and down the East Coast. Great. Um, but you had no real addressing of whatever these people saw, and it was 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. You're not giving anyone closure. You're not answering any questions. It's almost like it's an unsolved mystery. Yes. But, <laughs> but one from a really long time ago that affects only these old people who don't really give a fuck anymore because, again, there's better free information available. There are better documentaries on UFOs on Prime. There's a ton of them. There, I will venture to say that the... Um, I'll say it out loud, man. The Sasquatch is an alien documentary was better than that particular episode. Um and in the mid '80s, they were talking on on unsolved mystery. Mid to late '80s, I remember them talking about UFO stories from England in the late '70s. That was more way more relevant then, mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't 50 years before. Um, an unsolved mystery, an unsolved UFO sighting, or or group abduction, uh, multiple people losing time from 50 years ago is I don't want to say it's bullshit, and I don't want to take away from that experience of those people. But it's bullshit, and you want to take away the experience from those people. Better shit happened more recently than than what they're, they're talking about. But because the time you lost fifty years ago, like that doesn't matter to anyone anymore. I, I'm I'm more interested in the time that a person lost six months ago, or yeah. two years ago, or even five years ago, um, when they can they can reflect on that. When there's going to be better evidence, there's mm-hmm. then you know like a bunch of people experience the same thing. Great. That happens pretty frequently in Brazil. If you look up recent UFO sightings on YouTube, you're going to find better stuff. And again, it's fucking free. You're not paying ten or twelve or thirteen dollars yeah. a month. Um, also explains why the uh, why the the aliens speak Portuguese. Yeah, and they practice jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Quite good at it. Yeah. Oh my God. It turns out that Hicks and Gracie is actually a Martian. Eleventh planet. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Tenth Planet. Open Monday through Wednesday. Classes start at seven p.m. Wrap up at around eight thirty. Uh, lots of training, lots of warm ups, lots of rolls, and it's a good time for the entire family. Okay. Live read. <laughs> um, open at All American Training Center on the Key Nicebury yeah. Highway. Yeah. Um, do they do music during it, or is it just the musical grunts and groans? No, they, they play music. No, I do like, do you remember Moonlight Bowling? It's like where, you know, they turn off the lights and throw on a black light. And <laughs> yeah. All you see is the white, like the white geese glowing. 
<laughs> no well, arms or legs. This is 10th planet, so no geese. Oh, yeah, no gee on 10th yeah. planet, yeah. Yeah. By the way, if any of our listeners are aware of any rash guard companies where the rash guards are actually manufactured in the United States, uh, please send me a message on the gram. I'd love to love to know more about American-made rash guards. Um, but going back to going back to UFO events from 50 years ago, um, if you can't tell us for certain who killed Kennedy, uh, then how are you going to tell us about this from also from 50 plus years ago, mm-hmm. where there's even less evidence? Um, and again, not to say that that didn't happen 50 years ago. There wasn't access to the information, access to video cameras, all of that stuff. Um, but going back 50 years ago, there's much better, much more recent stuff with far more evidence mm-hmm. to discuss. If you have any information about what happened 50 years ago in this really nice town in Massachusetts, please go to unsolved.com or call so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Yeah. Well, because, you know, we're totally going to take into account some, some, some eyewitness testimony that's the, 50 years old. I've had a lot of beer since then, but <laughs> I, got the, uh, I got some. They like, say I have the dementia, but I don't believe that's what the aliens want you to think. But <laughs> It's a, basically an alien STD. If you've got dementia, uh, <laughs> then, you were, then an alien might have had sex with you. Probably probed, probed your brain, which is which would explain why the, the push to get Joe Biden elected. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the uh, so, okay, so with a, let, one out of ten, if they didn't call it unsolved mysteries, or if you had someone like a, a Christopher Walken, shit, John C. Riley, uh, <laughs> Triple cool. H, fucking anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Undertaker. I mean, we had yeah, we had Bjork at one point. So. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really, just about anyone or anything as a host, I think, could make it watchable. Because um, they had some really interesting stories. The very first episode with with yeah. Ray Rivera um, and and his death that was really interesting. It was a good story. It was a great story. Yeah. Um, and I want to know. I felt for his wife. I felt yeah. for his family. Um, it, it, I felt. I felt bad, but is it really a mystery if we know that his business partner slash ex-best friend probably had something to do with it? Um, That seems like the sort of thing you could um, maybe hang a guy off of a building to get the information for. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if you're like, you know what, we're going to get this this Starnsworth guy to talk to us. We're just going to send over some dudes to to Suge Knight him. Yeah. Um, well, and there's a certain point where you're hanging someone off a building and your hands get sweaty. Could have been an accident. Shit happens. Yeah. Um, you know, but but as far as the death of Ray Rivera, um, the evidence didn't look like it would have been a suicide, and it looked like overworked police needed mm-hmm. a resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not to say that the mysteries aren't like the deaths because I, I I sat down and watched the whole series. Yeah. Uh, so I could I could really get a grasp of it, and and it seemed like it was lacking in guidance. Um, there were definitely some mysteries. There were some questions that and, and some investigations that, well, they were questionable. Yeah. There were some things that went into it um, that that you know, maybe should have had a, more of a resolution than they did. Um, but I think that as a show, as a docu series, that's a, a remake or a reboot of a previous one. You have to stick to what made that one successful and what made that one watchable. It was a fog machine with Robert Stack walking through it. True story. 
Like, yeah. and if it's and if it's uh, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, or um, or uh, uh, I don't know, one of those your Nor- neighbor Jonathan, even yeah, like, just somebody. <laughs> what what about uh, what about Stephen Van Zant from uh, from The Sopranos who, and and the E Street Band, who was in uh, who who was in uh, wasn't Helsinki. Um, but he had his own show on Netflix that was kind of a Sopranos-type yeah. show in, like, Norway. Um, but, yeah, bring that guy. Bring, bring back Sylvia Dante. Sylvia Dante for, uh, yeah. for that. Or, I mean, just about anyone from The Sopranos would have been great. You have pretty much anyone anywhere. Anyone anywhere with, uh, who, who sounds like they've been smoking most of their yeah. life. Um, and you could make it more watchable than it was. Um, I, th- I think... I did like it was international. There was an international crime. Yeah. That was cool. Um, there was a guy in France that murdered his family. And he Mystery was, solved. And he was French nobility. Yeah. So, there's that. See, you only make no, international when you're talking about nobility. Uh, you I, never hear about the French proles. Um, you know, the commoners. <laughs> <laughs> Just eating their cake. I think... Um, what did you... Yeah. Tell me what I think it's a good show if you take out the Unsolved Mysteries part. If you don't tie it into that previous show, and it's just what it is, I mean, I, you know, it's a play it in the background while, you know, you're cleaning your house or, you know, teaching your kids about, like, Unsolved Murders or something like that, you know. But isn't that kind of what the first one was? It was like, it was, but it was background noise that enthralled you, which makes it not background noise. Like, you were... <laughs> I think the first Unsolved Mysteries, you know, they... Um, it, it, it sucked you in because you, you had like probably, <clears throat> what was it, three or four like mysteries within an episode? Yeah, they were like little vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is like you have one giant episode. Um, it's basically a documentary. Um, I, and I think, it's, I think it's pretty good. I think if you, once you tie the Unsolved Mysteries portion to it, you're hitting like a one or two out of ten. You got an expectation, yeah. Yeah, it's watchable. For sure, but don't watch it under the assumption that you're watching Unsolved Mysteries, because it's not. I mean, the mysteries are unsolved, for the most part, but it's not the old show. Yeah. Or anything like it. Um, it's like going and get, finding a recipe for oatmeal cookies, and you find out that it's banana chocolate chip at the end. That's the deepest thing anyone's ever said. That's the title of the show. I was... <laughs> it's I, banana chocolate chip. Were you chip. quoting Nietzsche? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Yeah, I honestly don't know what to say. After that. There's nothing you, yeah. you can say. No, that's really the answer to the universe. There is. It seems to be kind of a trend too that's happening because there's been a lot of the Fantastic Four films. Mm-hmm. You know the way that they changed the story there. Uh, the X Men, the last movie, the uh, Superman versus Batman. That was five different Superman, Batman storylines crammed into one. You know, instead of taking... It's like taking your bananas and your chocolate chips, putting them into a cookie. (laughs) By the way, I hated uh, Batman versus Superman. I thought it was a garbage movie. I thought everyone in it made poor decisions. (laughs) Why the fuck is Bruce Wayne, the billionaire, driving a Jeep Renegade with a light bar through a city, like, and who's who's giving up their the the right of way to a billionaire and a jeep renegade with a light bar? Fuck that guy. What billionaire drives themselves? Seriously. True story. Yeah. Like, 
And, and why are you even getting off the, the helicopter? You're Batman. Just jump into your suit and jump out and mm-hmm. do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, you know? It's and, not based and, in reality. Well, then, let's see. It's my thing with Batman, too. It's like, I, I, don't, I don't buy this whole, like, he has time to be like, okay, if I'm Batman, I'm a billionaire, I'm going to get, like, top, top-level NASCAR driver to handle the Batmobile for me. Like, I'm not going to spend all this time. It's an allocation of your time. But so to spend all this time learning to drive this, like, 400-mile-an-hour racing car, I'm going to get someone to do that. Because who knows? I'm Batman. I might end up stuck on a building, and I'm going to need that car to get home. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are wrong with Batman. Like, why, why wouldn't he have a partner who is specialized? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to spend all my time learning how to drive this, this 8 billion horsepower vehicle with a jet in the front of it. Um... So that, so that what, man? You can't control all these other folks, and you're not a trained professional driver. Mm-hmm. You know what's actually upsetting? Um, when you take, when you look at Batman's line of credit, he's actually upside down. <laughs> he's, he's on the edge of bankruptcy, and God knows what happens to Gotham then. They repo the Batmobile. That's been some. <laughs> there's the the new Fifty Two, when they did the reboot and stuff. They've actually. Address those storylines and ideas and stuff. Yeah, bring Bruce bring Wayne, it on. Bat, Bruce Wayne lost his memory. Um, Lucius took over, guiding the company. A couple. Of, it's there. The plots. He's been just, kicked. It's the been board insane. of directors <laughs> kicked him out of the company. Yeah, you're no longer part of he Wayne Enterprises, control. Bruce. And then they did. Fucked your family's fortune. They did Batman Incorporated, which had all the. There's like <laughs> four former dead. Robins now. <laughs> Uh, Jason Todd, the Robin that Joker killed years, oh, and years yeah, ago, they, that, he came back. I have that Red Hood, yeah. yeah, just yeah, it's exploded and I've never read it's very it, convoluted now. Yeah, no, it's it's huh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I've got a hundred bullets graphic novel that I've never oh, read. I have like I, I that's so good. I, I love it. I love the idea of it. I, yeah. I love the concept. You get to to exact revenge on someone that that hurt you, and they're going to take all the all the all the the risk out of it for you and so now you're left with this moral quandary do you exact your revenge or do you let yes, this person be killed my family i'm yeah okay so yeah. is that book like a paragraph <laughs> like no it follows <laughs> uh this one guy he's a secret agent has a hundred untraceable bullets mm-hmm. and he'll find one person and offer them bullets. one bullet yeah so in the end, you're supposed to get 100 stories. I don't remember if they went through all of that or what, but yeah. Untraceable bullet, do whatever you want, get rid of whoever you want, should you choose. Yeah. Only the one, though. Yeah, just one bullet. You can't, like, if I kicked him, like, an extra, like, hey, Mr. Franklin says, I get two bullets. <laughs> I don't remember the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you keep the bullet uh, if you don't use it? Like, well, might need this later. Too. Yeah, it's been a while since I read it. Like, well, you know, I mean, come on. You walk into, like, like imagine Pawn Stars. It's like, I've got the untraceable bullet here. you probably heard about that. There's only 100. He's like, well, i got to call in an expert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, man. Turns out they were untraceable, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. But they're worthless now. Kinda, so. You know, yeah, these, <laughs> these were a big thing a while ago, but then mm-hmm. they, you know, after the first 100, they ran a huge production line, and, I mean, it's real cool you have one of the original ones, and give me 1200 bucks for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, really, I was really looking for, you know, like, some kind of revenge. No, no revenge. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll give you, like, a sort of a sort of a sad feeling where you're kind of just resigned to acceptance. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like good chemicals. Yeah. Anyway. Best I can do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got to resell this to someone else who's going to want vengeance. <laughs> and, and that's uh, and that's to say that they can't find another untraceable bullet. Uh, yeah. At this yes. point, you can get them all over the dark web. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> You know, I mean, but again, I'm gonna it's be cool sitting on this for I don't know how long. I gotta sell this. Yeah, I gotta sell this. There aren't a whole lot of collectors of untraceable bullets. Cause I already got three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm gonna put them all in a six shooter and light somebody up. Woo-hoo. <laughs> but yeah, watch Sopranos. It's way better. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the actual Unsolved Mysteries, if you have Prime, is available on IMDb TV, so it's free. You just got to watch yeah. it with commercials. So if you're missing Robert Stack, that is, uh, that's available to I you. I actually, I did go back and watch some old episodes. I did too. I watched yeah. the D.B. Cooper episode. Nice. And, um, and I, like, I was pretty disappointed in the new Unsolved Mysteries, and then when I went back and watched the original, I was like, it's garbage, don't waste your time on the new one. Like, that's kind of where I am now. Which is sad because, like, I think if you pull that, well, no, even uh, even if you pull the unsolved mysteries off of it, it's something that's okay in the background. Like, if you're not, if don't sit down, don't waste uh, like your life dedicating to like paying attention to it. Yeah, you're not, you're not really gonna miss a whole lot. Now there were there were some good stories and there were some some unsolved. I mean, some unsolved mysteries in there that are definitely intriguing, to say the least. But. The execution, and it sounds horrible saying this about a show where lots of people get killed. Um, untraceably. <laughs> untraceably. It's you know, it's not a fun movie or not a fun show to watch. You're not like, oh, this is great. It's gonna make the hair stand up on the back yeah. of my neck. Other than the music, like, uh, which is just the music from the first one. Um, well, and that's the other thing too is I, I reference being a child in the '80s and like you know playing with your human behind like your dad's recliner or whatnot. Like, Unsolved Mysteries could scare the shit out of you, like, on any given day. Like, that could have been the stuff of nightmares. You know, like, that's when you learn about, like, the Chupacabra or something like that. You know, and as, like, an eight-year-old kid or seven-year-old kid, like, that sticks with you. And then Robert Stack's just, like, creepy in general. Um, like, you know, you throw this throw this in front of your, like, five-year-old and nothing's going to phase him. Like, yeah. there was no... Had kind of a Twilight Zone feel to it, originally, because you had... Yeah come in and give you an idea of what's going on and stuff. <laughs> I was going to be a dick and be like, no, I think I think we're actually more of an Outer Limits. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're, you're messing up your Ron Serling films? Or Ron Serling series? It was a, it was a, it was a Netflix documentary. It, it, it had all the... Mm-hmm. Um, all the things that you would think about when when you make a Netflix documentary. Lots of drone footage, mm-hmm. um, some great graphics, everything shot real well. But that was kind of the cool thing about... Um, Unsolved Mysteries was that it originally wasn't necessarily shot real well. Um, shot, I think it was shot on video, wasn't it? It was shot on video. It was like, and it, it looked like it was shot with mom and dad's uh, yeah. camera. But like the old camera where they had to like they had to carry the VCR on a separate little like uh, yeah kind of little backpack. Yeah. It wasn't it. It like was you couldn't put the cam or you couldn't put the film in the actual camera. <laughs> Yeah, this was not uh, fun to watch. Like, it wasn't anything that that scared me. Yeah, that was that was the thing. Like, when I watched Unsolved Mysteries as a kid, it was like, this is how I could get killed. Yeah, uh, I didn't get any of that feeling from this. And I feel like if I watched it with my kids, it'd just tell me it sucked. Yeah. Um, like, why are we watching yeah. this? Can we watch Ultimate Beastmaster? It's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. There's no fear that like 
from watching that that there's going to be some creature that like leaps in through your bedroom in the middle of the night and abducts you. Yeah, you got that feeling like any stranger was going to murder you. Yeah, um, strange danger. Yeah, it was... Uh, at its, like, just hyped up to 110. Yeah, you, you're going to get Adam Walsh by somebody yeah. at any point. Um, but that, you know, like, I didn't get that from this. No, actually, I feel safer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing about this is, like, in Unsolved Mysteries, the who was always kind of a mystery. Like, who mm-hmm. would have done this? They're telling you who the fuck did it. Um, yeah. They're, they're telling you in this documentary series, this person did this. If you know where they are, or if you have any extra information <laughs> that we don't already have, that we haven't already presented to you, uh, let us know. Unprosecuted mysteries. So, but doesn't, yeah, yes. Not unsolved. They know who done it, they just can't find them. <clears throat> or, or they've already ruled it as suicide. Because <laughs> uh, so. lots of people get murdered in Baltimore. Um, <laughs> you know, you got to solve a case, you got to solve a case. I get it. I phoned it in a time or two. Yeah. So, that being said, uh, Jacob, Siri, you have not watched it. Are, no. are you Go. going to? <laughs> yeah. You, like, have we after, I like watch? watching train wrecks, so... <laughs> but but this, is, it, this is a train wreck without the crash at the end. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and not only that, it's... Um, I, th- I think it's interesting you brought that up. Because I, I do... I love watching, like, something kitschy or cheesy or, like, a train wreck. But, like... No, this is like, you're going to watch it and be like, I guess we could change this to feel like watching Forensic Files tonight. <laughs> and it would be what, well, be, uh, you know, much more, you know, well produced than yeah. what we actually watched. It'd be about the same. I mean, I, the production would be different, but the, the story's going to be about the same, except you'll get a little bit of closure. Get some resolution. But it's yeah. not unsolved, it's Forensic Files. There's like the going through and the solving versus unsolved, where you're expecting to have a cliffhanger open ending. I was expecting to watch Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, it's not not some like, crimes that hadn't been solved. Like um, I, I or like, not even that they hadn't been solved. They just didn't arrest anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was dog shit. Unfinished um, mysteries? Yeah. <laughs> I will I will call I will call the new Unsolved Mysteries dog shit. Yeah. The Scooby Doo mysteries were more uh, more spine tingling. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a three dog shit rating. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> I give it the dog shit behind the couch. That you can smell but you can't find, maybe. I hate that. You know it stinks. There's something going on. Where is that shit coming from? Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's like a pee on a carpet. You can't see it, but you can smell it. Yeah. Yeah, it's in there. It's like when you find the spot. Like the, and they've been doing it for a while. There's just oh, no cleaning it up. It's crusted over. Yeah, yeah it sucks. It's it's so don't the patch. Don't don't watch it. Don't watch it. There's 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 much better stuff out there for free on YouTube, and and I'll include links to that in the description. Yeah. Uh, the um, that's the other thing too. It's like yeah, yeah, you. I mean, there might not be an afterlife. There you know, there might not be reincarnation. So like, don't yeah, don't give up your precious time for this filth. Yeah, go back and watch The Sopranos again. It's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. It's, watch something you've already seen. Yeah, seriously. It's uh, <laughs> better than this. Um, I am interested in checking out uh, Warrior Nun, just because the title sounds pretty cool. I, there's uh, 7500 and Warrior Nun. Although I got partway into 7500 and wasn't impressed so far. But um, they were on Pluto, which is another streaming service, which you can stream for free, Pluto TV. And they've really expanded their lineup. Um, the uh, So anyone that's paying for cable right now, you're just a jackass. Um, the uh, seventy five hundred on Amazon. Okay, I'll check it out. <clears throat> um, but they were yeah they were pushing that really hard. 
Um, something about like a, I don't know, like a co-pilot that's in a plane that's getting hijacked. So a romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a love story. All right, got some Matthew McConaughey in there, mm. a little bit of Meg Ryan. Um, so, so moving on to news of the week, uh, Jelaine Maxwell. Yeah, how about it? Um, so ladies, gents, if you've been living under a rock or this is your first time tuning into the podcast, we've talked about her co-conspirator, um, the late or maybe potentially still alive Jeffrey Epstein. Um, yeah. uh, Jelaine Maxwell. Who is the sponsor of this podcast? <laughs> He sponsored a lot of people. Um, Sponsored all over some. uh, So, Jelaine Maxwell was arrested this week in New Hampshire in uh, a million-dollar home that, my understanding, the more I'm reading into it, was actually uh, owned by the Hadid family, Uh, Gigi Hadid, uh, the model. Uh, Her father owns something or other. He's a fucking rich guy. You've you've got the internet right there um, you know there's a whole computer with really fast internet connected right there yeah, he's I, a, and, and you got good he's thumbs got the, like um, he's the palm pilot yeah so <laughs> let us know what you come up with and as far as the Jelaine Maxwell Gigi Hadid connection um, because my understanding is that, that was uh, her parent at one point her parents home she bought it for a million dollars cash really nice place in the middle of New Hampshire uh, on like a hundred some acres mm-hmm. so like she was not trying to be found I don't know why she was still in the States. I had, I had assumed she was in France or someplace without an extradition treaty. Um, <laughs> but she comes from a, a long line of, uh, of intelligence. Like her father, um, Robert Maxwell, if I'm not mistaken, did work with uh, Mossad. Um, they were connected to the mega group. There, were a lot, there was a lot of money in that family. Um, and she, uh, she was also at the Clinton's... Uh, daughter's wedding, and according to the New York Post, uh, Bill Clinton was having an affair with Jelaine Maxwell, which would technically, I guess, not make Bill Clinton a pedophile. Um, no, it was the underage girls he was sleeping with that would make him a pedophile. Well, that can't be proven. However, allegedly, allegedly. Um, so we'll we'll see how this turns out. Um, mostly because, uh, according to some of the same reports, uh, she's uh, going to spill the beans. On, uh, on on everyone involved. I don't know if that will include Prince Andrew, um, but I I'm assuming she's going to die of the COVID. Anyway. Yeah, no, she's uh, honestly I think she's probably killing herself right now. Yeah, it's, she caught the suicide. Ah, uh, sad Goyle. <laughs> um, it's it's weird to see people though from from all over the spectrum say no. We need to make sure this woman is protected, um, and it's also very telling. Uh, to hear um, Alan Dershowitz come to her defense. I don't know if you caught that, Um, but Alan Dershowitz said, well, she's got the presumption of innocence, which is 100% true. true. However, he's also wrapped up in all of that as well. Well, so... The, um... So, now... Okay, so is is he Harvard or Yale? I believe he's Harvard. Okay. Not that that matters. Not like now I'm going to make a different point. Uh, Well... Um, Epstein did donate a lot of money to Harvard. Yeah. So, like, he did have real Harvard but, connections. Harvard has had connections to pedophiles for a very, very long time. Um, if it were Yale, I would say it was all skull and bones creepy shit. But um, we're looking at, um, you know, the president's so lawyer. Yale's more the gay thing. Harvard's more the pedophile thing. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Or so, they're both Yeah. Enjoy those scholarships. Be real proud of your kids. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, KPC. <laughs> Not a lot of that shit coming from KPC. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. 
I'll get your associates in applied science. Yeah, <laughs> but not in welding. No. Because <laughs> that's going away. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. So your life's over. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So what do you, what do, well, you do now? Well, I was enrolled in a this, in this certification class, so like I'm, I just need to knock out my math, and then I'm there. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, they're, they're getting rid of their, uh, their welding degree. How do you... How do you Okay, if you're uh, if you're a college in Keenan Peninsula, mm-hmm. in Alaska in general, how do you get rid of that? What's probably the number one, two, three, four job, top five jobs? Well, that's that's the crazy thing, right? It's like these are fields where people and trades where where people make a lot of money because you're you're saying you're saying we're going to put in L, in LNG in Nikiski. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to need welders for that. You're going to need a lot of them. Um, so you're going to take away uh, some of the resources that are used to train these people uh, that isn't at a cost to the oil companies. Yeah, um, yeah it sucks. It fucking sucks. Um, if you were looking to, to get a degree in a trade at this point, I probably wouldn't tell you to go to KPC. Yeah. Um, Do you think, uh, you think they're thinning out the supply line? Create less welders? Um, I, I think... Higher demand, more income? You no. Know. No, I think what will uh, inevitably happen is when you um, when you go to countries in, in, in the Middle East, right? Um, they bring in uh, you know, low-cost workers from, from all over the world, mm-hmm. right? You're going to see um, you know, foreign workers coming in to do a lot of the work because they're going to do a lot of the work for a lot cheaper. Um, and that's what I think will end up uh, happening, unless we take control of it ourselves. Now, we're seeing uh, the United States become more and more isolated, um, and COVID is just adding to that, um, not mm. being able to go to Europe during the summer, uh, which totally fucked up my plans. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On your way over to Europe. I was uh, going to go to... weekend. I was going to go to Belgium. I'm going to go to Holland, have a bong and a blitz, smoking <laughs> a pancake. Um, no, the... Um, Actually, that's something I do have in my notes. Is the um, oh, do we do we skip topics? Yeah, let's let's jump. We'll we'll flow. Um, so, I mean, the United States comparison to every other country right now, we're like we're fucking blowing this COVID thing. Well, um, we can talk a little bit about that. I, I mean, first off, let me say the memes are great. Uh, you know, we're, we didn't flatten the curve. We turned it into a half pipe. Um, <laughs> That's good. So, um, you know, we're, I don't know, man, it's a rough one because on, on one hand, I, you know, like you are telling people they can't sing in church, but they can, but they can grow, go out in mass and protest. Um, well, yeah. It's... However, the masses, of the protests are outside, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and a lot of people protesting are, are wearing masks for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's to uh, firebomb a cop car or <laughs> uh, because they don't want to get the coughing aids. But if you're in a church singing, chances are you've already made your peace with the Lord. Um, yeah, well, you're protected by divine intervention. We're we're in a really really weird time because of that. Now, it, it um, I believe it was uh, you who said like you can tell uh, where a person stand or how a person is going to vote based yeah. on how they feel about masks. Could you could you go yeah, deeper into we, that? Um, okay, so the uh, we have completely politicized like the whole COVID thing. It's uh, 
Like, if you wear a mask, then obviously you're a baby-killing liberal, right? Or a scared old person. Um, you want your social security. But, um, but if you're one of those, like, I'm not going to wear a mask people, then uh, you obviously it's like, this is my country, freedom, America. Um, and granted, there's, there, are, there are a handful of people, like, you know, that are just, I don't know, they're confused right now. Because what exactly is, is the correct information? I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, the president, you have the president saying one thing, who's supposed to be the leader of the country. I don't know what exactly his role is in all of this. Or, I mean, what his role should be, because it's unprecedented times. But we have the absolute leader of the country um, who refuses to wear a mask, um, wants people to get back to work, get haircuts. Argues with his scientific advisors. Argues with the scientific advisors. And so, I mean, there's, yeah, I, I get why people don't believe the narrative. And that's because there's so many different narratives. You have to pick one. It's like religion, you, you know. You, you believe one thing, but you don't believe something else, and you have to choose one. Um, now, but yeah, I, um, I, they've politicized this so much that it's ridiculous. When I listen to other countries and what other countries are doing, it's like, a, hey, these are dangerous hot spots. These are the precautions we want you to take. Here, it's like, oh, you wash your hands, you liberal scum. Well, so the information changes regularly, yeah. and, and we're not scientists. We're not... I mean, I'm a doctor in divinity. If you, like, stub your toe, you should go see somebody. <laughs> but, um, like, hydroxychloroquine... I'm a doctor of rock. <laughs> Dr. John. Um, <laughs> like, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. At first, the president was touting it, and then science said it's bad, and now science is saying it's good again. Um, the information like changes... Eggs. Yes. Um... <laughs> The information changes on a regular basis um, because we're getting more and more information. Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there people who shouldn't be wearing masks? Absolutely. But I also feel like it comes down to to a personal choice, right? If you, um, but also personal responsibility. If you are not wearing a mask and you feel like you have symptoms of COVID, um, well, there are a bunch of things that you shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be wondering how, uh, why you're not wearing a mask because if you feel like, if you haven't got tested and you feel like you're sick, you should probably stay home mm-hmm. anyway uh, until you feel better. But one could make that argument anytime you're sick. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, that being said, we're kind of accepting of um, people doing or not doing just because of their own sense of rebellion. But then we get mad at anyone who has a difference of opinion. Um, I, I just dipped off of Facebook again just because it's a cesspool of bullshit. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't... Side note, if you get a chance, check out check out Bill's page because talk about a guy that can just incite a riot with a simple question. <laughs> Thoughts and a question mark and you have dudes willing to fight each other. <laughs> yes. Um, do, you have like people talking... I will kill me. your family! But, <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you disagree with me on something uh, that neither of us can control. Yeah. You know, um, people get really, really angry at people they're never going to have to face. Yeah. <laughs> um, and talk the most shit. Um, but you're never going to see these people. Um, so some kind of law, like four or five back and forths, and then you got to meet in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has to end that way. I, I, why? What is Matt Plant thinking? Why doesn't he have the bad business page brawls? <laughs> I would pay $100 to watch that on, te- on television. Yeah. I mean, I grant I'll be paid there to 
announce it or work the corner, but yeah, you're yeah, totally yeah, worth it. Be free. <laughs> so and so is fighting so and so. The original beef was over the burger barn, and and it moved on to COVID masks. Um, you know, and you get. Did they go with Crowley or suburban propane? <laughs> Are yeah. they getting? Are they getting their fuel from Vaughn's or Big John's? Yes. We're gonna find out. For did they go to the Orca or coming attractions? <laughs> you motherfuckers! <laughs> Which, by the way, like that vending machine didn't give her change. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Her and the manager. <laughs> and that claims to not even own the vending machine, and sent her to Vic Tyler. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah. we go on forever. Yeah, so much money to be made. So much money to be made. Because I pay, serious. I pay twenty bucks to see. If you had bad business deals brawls, I pay twenty dollars to, to see for that ticket. Do it at the sports center. Shit, do it. Bucks to watch it at home. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because not risk the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> not risk the coughing. But age. I want to see the COVID fight. <laughs> I want to see the maskers versus the non-maskers. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, one of those crazy like Russian four-on-four fights. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Tag team MMA, um, or whatever that that Italian sport is, where you're essentially punching people in the face and playing rugby at the same time. Um, oh, that's, that's which, by the way, is also a Netflix series. Yeah, I think actually that's just how they handle their elections. Which, by the way, make the debates a lot more interesting. The debates hopefully get really interesting very soon. Um, moving forward to uh, mm-hmm. Kanye announcing his yes. uh, his run for office, by the way, it excites the shit out of me. Like I love the idea that we had we could have a first lady with her own Pornhub page. I know I do feel a little bit betrayed though. Thanks, Jill well, Biden. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I was just thinking Kanye. You know, I mean, he was a big, he was a MAGA guy. Well, so you want you want the conspiracy theory? Here's the conspiracy theory. <laughs> he is in it to pull uh, black votes from Joe Biden. Makes sense. Um, and if uh, no, black people don't like Kanye, I I don't know. I can't really speak for any black guys or black ladies <laughs> for that matter. Um, but it's it'll be interesting to see like. Um, what what comes of that? Because you have Joe Jorgensen, you have Kanye West, um, you know, and then you have Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Um, now, of the four of them, I would say that Joe Jorgensen is probably uh, the best educated, probably the best qualified, but um, the least known. The least known. She hasn't had a hit album. She hasn't had a reality TV show. Uh, she wasn't she, the vice president for eight years with X amount yeah. of years in the Senate. Also, you know, snuggling the backs of women's hair and stuff. And children and yeah. stuff. Yeah, she's not She's not uh, an accused uh, rapist. Yeah, she's essentially, she's just like a qualified professional. <sighs> we don't need that shit. No. We don't, we don't need an actual leader uh, no. of anything. Some educated person. No, because they're going to be us. on the news. It's going to be boring. No. It's going to be all like, here's the, well, the State of the Union is good. You know, like, yeah. You have the right to do whatever you feel is right mm-hmm. versus, I don't know, a guy who sounds like he's in seventh grade. He's like, hey, That's both sides. We're going to go ahead and nuke <laughs> Seattle if you don't... Uh, or we got Kanye, and yeah, um, you I mean, know, at least make America sound right again. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. Overproduce America again. <laughs> so, with all the racial turmoil, though, 
Um, I saw Kanye. Uh, so I get it. I get it. You're not concerts. racist. <laughs> but no, he said, all right, white people, this is the only time you're going to get to say the N-word in public. Whoa. And get away with it. So I just imagine that video popping up and all the controversy that could be there. Okay, so maybe um, he'll make that like a like a, an amendment. A plat his platform. <laughs> you can all say right, it if you're singing people. along. Uh, <laughs> so so Kendrick Lamar, um, uh, rapper Kendrick Lamar, invited a white lady on stage to sing a song with him that had the N bomb in it, mm -hmm. uh, and the lady sang along with the N bomb and they chastised her. I think like he knew what he was doing when he called it the white lady. Yeah. Uh, and so like that was his own kind of virtue signaling. Fine, don't give a shit. She bought the ticket. Uh, and she got to live her dream up until she was told she couldn't say that word anymore when she was singing along after she got pulled on onto stage <laughs> to sing the song with him. Um, that being said, uh, fuck it, you know, like I that'd be entrapment. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but here's the really great thing about all this: there is a video of our potential first lady blowing Brandy's little brother. And I think this should be a requirement. Like, I need to see sex videos of all the first ladies going back as far as we can. And maybe just some, like, drawings of, like, you know... Deep fake like technology. Miss Adams. There's Mary Todd Lincoln, yeah. you know, rimming somebody. Probably one of the secret... Probably the same secret service agent that... That's why Abraham there was no Lincoln. secret service agent there. He was able to, like... Uh, uh, John Wilkes Booth was able to get yeah. in there and pop him because Mary Todd was out rimming the secret service agent. Oh, shit. Lincoln is my favorite gay president. But. <laughs> eh, eh, I don't know. Big fan of, big fan of Reagan in that regard. <laughs> uh, he fucked everybody. Now he made it okay. He he led the charge for famous people to become president. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was a, a, a racist governor uh, when he was in, in charge of California. Um, he he helped pass laws. Um, shitty actor. Shitty actor. Um, but yeah, he was he was very pro gun control when it came to the Black Panthers. Yeah. Um, so. Well, he also has my favorite war criminal president. Ooh, is he? Is he yeah. your favorite? Man, that's a rough one because I'm like, on one hand, I'm very I would Obama or, or George W. But H W did his part too. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was. Uh, it was his CIA. I feel like Reagan led the, like, like blazed the path for you to be a war criminal and a president. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, I mean, he started off as president and then became a war criminal. So, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And then we get, get an airport named after you. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he was basically the one that's like, dude, they aren't, they aren't even paying attention. Like, you're good. Well, there was Just, no internet at the time. So, yeah. like, if, if you knew... Um, if you knew that we were arming the uh, Iranians in their fight with Russia, which kind of leads into mm -hmm. Russia uh, allegedly um, paying the Afghanis money to kill Americans, like we kind of did the same thing 30 years ago, 40 yeah. years ago in Iran. It's just that we, we have this history of proxy wars, um, you know, using someone else to fight our dirty shit, whether it was Oban, Syria, or... Um, you know, what's, I don't know if it's necessarily a proxy war, uh, um, in Yemen with Saudi Arabia bombing the shit out of Yemen. How do you um, start a coup attempt and then uncoup the coup? But... It's not cool, man. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, I don't know, man. It's, we're living in really, really interesting times and we might as well just say fuck it. Like, That's, this yeah. is, 
what whatever what Kesara Sara what will be will be. Um, and just let it just let it happen. Just whatever's going to happen is what's going to happen. Do you ever feel like the you know the um, the original like the thirteen colonies, the original like patriots and whatnot? Because um, it was really only about thirty percent that were that wanted separation from England. Thirty percent wanted to stay with England, and then thirty percent like just didn't give a fuck. They just like I would just like to live my life and not. So the the whole like the whole revolution um, was really done by like a minute. Uh, an overall minority of people. But do you think ultimately that's what happened to them where they were just kind of like, eh, fuck it. Like it wasn't this gigantic effort. It was just like it got, it reached the point where it was so ridiculous that it was like, eh. You know, I, I think that um, a, a buddy of mine, um, uh, Adam Hoover uh, up in Fairbanks, he said, uh, virtue signaling is the new American sport, but America's pastime really is apathy. Hmm. Yeah. And and when we when we, we all perfected it, we have mastered the art of not giving a fuck as a yeah. society. Uh, we don't give a fuck about our fellow man. We really don't give a fuck about ourselves. Um, you know, when when was, COVID was was really popping off yeah. and everyone thought they were going to die in an hour, um, the line for McDonald's was you know uh, around the block. Mm. Um, it was never. It was never about taking better care of ourselves. It was about scaring us until we didn't leave the house mm-hmm. uh, and keeping us afraid of everything. Um, and a lot of that was because of lack of information, but a lot of it happened to do with apathy. Um, you know, we're, we're all fucked anyway, so why not just go for that immediate thing that makes us feel better? And so that's what we did. Um, we, are, we are a country with coping mechanisms. Whether it's coffee, whether it's cannabis, whether it's alcohol, or whether it's not giving a fuck, it's our coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's turning off our brain to what's actually going on and turning off our eyes uh, and our ears to what's what's going on or what we perceive to go on so that we can do a little bit less and just be better about Putting not yourselves on pause. Yeah. I, I, I mean, says the guy who makes Unabomber shirts. True story. <laughs> true Smiling. Story. Smiling. Yeah. Smiling Unabomber, yeah. He's... <laughs> Uh, chase your smile, dude. Chase your smile. <laughs> Happy people didn't shoot up movie theaters. He was just a guy that liked the he liked the postal service. He's a post office hero. I know. I coincidence or not, Unabomber gets arrested. Postal service starts going bankrupt. Yeah, maybe they were paying him. Maybe it was Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Maybe Jeff Bezos is secretly uh, the mm-hmm. guy that turned him in. So a friend of mine had sent a thing about the the Kanye West running for president, which I, I think this is this is probably the best response. OMG, let's sit back and watch this piece of dumb fuckery unfold. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he just announced a deal with the Gap. Yeah. So you can you'll be able to get your Kanye for president shirts at the Gap. Yeah. With a pair of khakis. Some cognacies, <laughs> which is which, okay. So if you have him for Gap, mm-hmm. all right, and it's all under the, the same Gap, the Limited. Um, I don't know, maybe not the Limited, um, but the Gap, Banana Republic, and Old Navy are kind of the same company. Who is the artist that they make the Old Navy guy? Is it Travis Scott? I have no idea. You know, like he's who's who's the Old Navy guy that's going to run for president? Isn't it Little Yachty now? I thought he did something. 
for Old you Navy. Didn't you're the uh, one we're supposed to ask these questions to? We're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're supposed to be on top. Like of that. if we got Siri asking us questions, this whole thing's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we saw how well Liliati did with How High Two. Yeah. Um, and that's why you stop shopping at Old Navy. <laughs> Because Hell High 2 was fucking terrible. Um, Morgan Fairchild and the mascot Magic the Dog. Okay, so... I'd vote for mascot Magic the Dog. Yeah, no, sure. He, you know what? If you're a president, you got to have a pet. You know, yeah. Trump doesn't have a pet. How do you trust him? I know. So, Kanye's bipolar. I'm keeping the dog. Okay. Diagnosed bipolar. If you're bi- I'm bipolar, so... No, I cannot serve on a jury. Okay. I've been permanently excused for life. I can't get a pilot's license. Um, there's a number of jobs that I can't do because I have that diagnosis. And so... That's why you're no longer doing heart surgery, right? Exactly. While flying a plane. Yeah. My heart would... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> while flying the plane. So, of all these, because of with the mood swings and stuff, your judgment is going to... It's going to happen that your judgment's going to be off. It doesn't matter what medication you're on. There, there's no cure for it. There's just mm-hmm. medicating it and avoiding the next cycle for as long as possible. So you're gonna put somebody with that in charge. Yeah. Of a nation. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> give him the button. Yeah. And... <laughs> Two weeks. So, Three weeks. So, so on, do you on the up cycle or the down cycle? When are you most likely gonna press the button? <laughs> when are you gonna free the aliens? Yeah. So with, with the bipolar, there's actually th- really. Th- Three, four different states. You have your mania, your high. You have depression, the low. And you have, um, I forget the word for it, but your stable periods. But then with bipolar, it was originally called manic depression because you would get this manic depressive mm-hmm. where you have all the energy of mania, but you're depressed. And that's when the majority of people with bipolar will, try, will actually go through and kill themselves. Mm-hmm. When they're depressed, usually they don't have the energy to go through with it. When you're manic, you feel good and you're happy. So... Yeah, the manic depression, that's when the button gets pushed. <laughs> All right. And, you know, it depends on what type of bipolar you are. Bipolar 1 has their four depressive episodes to one uh, depressive episode. Bipolar 2, you have 40 depressive episodes to one manic episode, hypomanic. So, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, so. That's what you get when you ask Siri a question. <laughs> you Get an answer. Yeah. <laughs> is it the right answer? It's an answer. Uh, well, you also told us little Yachty was the face of Old Navy. Which would make sense because he is he is little Yachty uh, like, and I, the Old Navy. I don't remember boats. what what movie it was. I remember sitting in the theater and they had some little thing where little Yachty came on and was like singing for them or something. Yeah. Well, good for them. I just, you know, I mean, I... I almost vote for Kanye because, you know, might get some president porn. <laughs> I love that he's he's lived his life in front of us for like 20 years. And uh, he clearly like, it, he doesn't have skeletons in his closet. Like he's got bodies that are still there. Like they're still alive. Yeah. Um, but he showed them to us. Yeah. We know they're there. Yeah. Uh, we don't have him hiding behind, you know, lawyers like Alan Dershowitz. Yeah, not, yeah. Um, you know, we don't have... There aren't a lot of pictures of him with Jelaine Maxwell. There are probably a lot of pictures of him with Jay-Z, just probably just as evil. Um, <laughs> but fuck it. Why not? Um, you know, if it's... 
if it's between, and, and we're just in it for the shit show, right? Like we're not in it for for the good things to oh, happen for America. America. Like it's... I'm I'm Kanye all the way. If yeah. if we're gonna if we're just in it to see what happens next, like where does Kanye send the peacekeepers? Uh, <laughs> what is if we have a president? Imagine those debates. Are we gonna allow a president to continue to maintain a social media president or presence while running, serving as president? What we have so far. We have so far. Does this get changed? <laughs> um, how often do we have a, a president who, uh, who who had a beef with Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we got two opportunities now. <laughs> what we know because of social media, we have at least one. Could have been other beefs in the past, you know, because of the lack of social media presence. Turns out Donald Trump uh, and Barack Obama both had beefs with uh, uh, Taylor Swift, and her third album was actually all about the Donald Trump breakup. <laughs> wow, it's really, the Beyonce album should have been about Donald Trump breakup. But. <laughs> which, was, uh, which was one of the hardest things for me in the late 90s, was when Beyonce broke up with Donald Trump. I thought that they were going to... Thought they were going to make it. No, that, I mean, yeah, power couple. Yeah. No, um, yeah, I mean, at this point, it is. <laughs> at the, I, I almost agree with the original idea of the Electoral College. Like, to take just a group of people to be like, hey, y'all are too stupid to vote for the president, so we'll just, <laughs> you just, you know, elect, you know, series of people in your state to go and vote, because, uh, because, dude, like, we, I mean, we, we've elected a reality TV star um, who was, I mean, I get that he was the creator, or he was, you know, the creature that the Republicans created. I, I mean, let's, the Republicans that are against Trump right now, um, the, uh, like, on one end, I get it, because it was, because voting for Trump was kind of like a big, like, fuck you, I told you so type thing. I mean, I didn't vote for him, but I think there was a lot of people that did. Yeah. Uh, Clearly. Yeah, and um, more, more than voted for Gary Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the uh, I mean, it's like this is the monster you created. So like you you know you you pick up its its shit behind the couch. Um, but like now at the time where it's like okay, can can we be done with this show? But no, instead we got Kanye in here, and um, I mean not that I don't think Kanye pulls more than three percent of the votes, but um, if he even makes it on the ballot. But the, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's like at some point we're going to have to start taking this seriously. Like either we're going to have to say, you know what, I'm too busy in my day-to-day -day life to educate myself enough to vote for who I want to run my country. Or we can limit the powers of the president even further. Um, or we got to say, hey, like I can handle like, you know, hey, my neighbor Tom's a smart guy. I'm going to go ahead and vote for him to be the guy that goes and votes for a president, let him do all the research, make that like an actual job, you know? Um, but like, uh, that are, it's gonna be one or two things. Like, we either gotta change the way we're doing this, or uh, we gotta start paying attention. See, it goes back to uh, encouraged apathy. Like, no, nope, I'm just gonna go with the name I know the most. And I have a meme, and I have two seconds of video taken out of context. I'm going with my boy, well, or my girl, or, you know, whatever. I like um, him, because he's, he's going to straighten up the system. I'm going with Magic the Mascot. Yeah. 
Um, we, we live in weird times, and we have leaders who, at least in the two-party system, are probably not the most qualified for the job. Um, and yeah. I think that your options for a vice president with Joe Biden are terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's political. Kam- it's entirely political. Kamala, the prosecutor, Harris. Yeah. There's a reason why she, why no one, uh, no one voted for her in the primaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a reason she dropped out quick, and that was because Tulsi Gabbard put a knife in her heart. All right. Didn't even wait for her to turn. It just killed her in front of everybody and took her head. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've got Joe. We, we're stuck essentially with Joe Biden, who will probably not make it through his first term uh, if he wins. Um, or, you know, Donald Trump, who's not in the best health, we end up with uh, President Mike Pence. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I don't know anything about uh, Joe Jorgensen's um, running mate, but if Kanye West, as vice president, or as president, can pull shit, man... Memphis Bleak? I don't know some some other Rockefeller rapper who didn't uh, um, who did who you know nobody remembers. No, fuck that. Bring on Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel did some time. He beat the shit out of a guy on video uh, defending the uh, Rockefeller. Yeah, let's bring on Beanie Siegel. Beanie Siegel is a street dude. He didn't give a shit. He would fuck some people up. Um, I, I think that like if you're Kanye West, you get a you get a rapper who is a convicted felon. Uh, because I want to see those vice presidential debates. I want to see uh, a rapper... I don't know who, if a felon can be the vice president. Absolutely you could. I, I don't think, think there's anything that disqualifies you from I being... Think, I think you just have to be an American citizen. Uh, thank God Siri's on that right now. You can't vote. Yeah, so I mean, well, yeah. So, But but that's not saying you can't run for well, office. You, have to, you sometimes should a tie-breaking vote. Yeah, I think that would allow you to, to they, they let you vote in those circumstances. Probably. Probably you got some juice, um, but yeah, if you're if you're Kanye West, you get. There is no restriction against a felon running for the office of the president. What about vice president, though? That would be the same thing. Same I mean. thing. <laughs> Only the Constitution may spell those restrictions, and it doesn't address the issue. Well, there you go. So you you get a rapper who is a convicted felon. Can we get the little beep boop? Right before we ask him a question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Throw that in. Um, but yeah, and if that's the case, if you oh, have... I need a soundboard. <laughs> I need yeah. to get one. Now, you see, <laughs> plug, in the, plug in the MPK? Yeah. Um, it's getting all, getting all needy on us. <laughs> so, so then, yeah. Like, that's one of the things we're looking at is who who is the, the rapper that you make the vice presidential candidate? Or, or do you say, fuck it, and it's Taylor Swift. We're making peace for the world. Dang. Kanye Taylor. Like, I vote, you have to vote for that. Ooh. Weston Swift. Yeah. It's the most American ticket ever. She can perform her own inauguration. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> they both I mean, well, I think would be he, crazy. I don't think she, she's... I think she just turned 30, right? She's not 35. So you have to be 35 to be president. However, if you are vice president and the president dies, I'm sure there's an exception that has to be made. Um, so why not? Why not Taylor Swift or Tiffany, the pop singer? Oh, I think we're alone now. Yeah, yeah. I think we're alone. Our listeners as well. Um, uh, vice president has to be at least thirty-five years old. Okay. Okay. So, the, so, so the one chance for Kanye to to pull this off doesn't work. Nah. Well, you know, I think that we we, you know, who is over thirty-five? Britney Spears. Hey. 
Hell yeah. Oh, I'm a Beyonce. slave for you, America. For Beyonce. <laughs> nope. No Beyonce. <laughs> no Beyonce. I'm not... Uh, if, if anything happens to Con Yeezy, and then we have a uh, uh, first lady Jay-Z. No. First man Jay-Z. Nope. Not going to happen. Not going to... Because that means that we're never going to get another reasonable doubt. Because he has no reason to, to, to produce greatness. If uh, if he's the president, a little kid, uh, president's wife. Ooh, yeah, she's a convicted felon. Yeah, she went away for a little while. She and she did hardcore. And she's forty five. And she's forty five. Look at like Perfect. left eye from. She's no longer with us. Oh yeah, that's all right. Uh, T boss and Chili though. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. So so the the T and the C are yeah. you know, um, and they. Oh man, they could perform. I don't. Uh, no scrubs at the inauguration. Yeah. yeah, that could be. That could be our new anthem. Our anthem does need a revamp. Yeah, Kanye could remix Executive Order. That this is the new anthem. Yeah, you have Puffy doing just bad boy, bad boy. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in the beginning, bad boy, bad boy. It's the remix. Yeah, yeah. line from Biggie. Yeah, baby, baby. <laughs> I don't know. I think with Kanye, they're going to take Gold Digger out of context, and and we go right back to the trades. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, I, I, it's it's like a scary and terrible time to be in America. Fuck it. We are living. We're living in. This is evidence that we live in a simulation because. If you'd have told me five years ago, ten years ago, that Kanye West would be running for president, I would say you're full of shit and it'll never happen. However, as it stands, it's a fucking distinct possibility. There's there's right now, I don't want to say it's like a one in four chance, but it really is kind of a one in four chance. Because if you're telling people that your choices are Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Kanye West, or Joe Jorgensen. Now... Kanye West comes from a middle-class family, and he's gone on to become a billionaire through uh, his creativity and the creativity of those around him. He's figured out how to harness that into and to move to greatness, mm-hmm. how to follow your vision, follow your dreams, and work hard for it. Versus um, Joe Biden, or versus you know Donald Trump, who who did come from a, a background with money, um, or you have uh, Joe Jorgensen, who is a lecturer at Clemson. Um, if you say who who really really achieved the American dream in that, then you have Kanye West. Kanye West, who um, who yeah, he's bipolar, but he said himself that he considers that his superpower. Mm-hmm. So if you can, yeah, fuck <laughs> every bipolar person does. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, listen, that's your superpower. You're taking your pain and your anguish and you're turning into some into greatness. And now you might become the leader of the free world. Um, and why the fuck not? It plus you have like the hottest first lady ever. You know, yeah. like there's Well, you get the bipolar vote if they can leave the house that day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Listen, if you have anyone who's ever battled serious depression. Um, and, and then it went on to, you know, even if they didn't achieve greatness, right? Like it's a motivation. It's, it's an inspiration. Mm -hmm. I, I would say, um, if you, if you think about it in those contexts, right? Like who's actually laid out a a blueprint, who's actually done something. Kanye West has taken his, his time and his money 
to figure out ways to uh, to build affordable housing for the homeless, mm-hmm. right? With geodesic domes, uh, and he's building. He built them on his own property, built or bought you know his own mountain and and like a fucking trillion acre plot out in like Wyoming. Um, yeah, why not? So oddly enough, now the property value in Wyoming has just plummeted. Well, because he owns all of it, and you can't get anything other than like there's there's one shack that's like Pretoria. That's the only yeah. thing he doesn't own in Wyoming. Um, everybody else in Wyoming lives in that one shack because Kanye owns everything else. Um, but yeah, you know, we could have a. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm actually the more I think about it, I think it's easier to. Uh, to identify and, and look up to someone like Kanye West, who's talked a lot of shit, mm-hmm. a lot said a lot of crazy shit, but he backs it up. Yeah, he just backed it up. His mm-hmm. he's his greatness cannot be disputed. He's and he told us from the beginning he was going to be great, and he never stopped working. Never stopped working. He it was if it's not an album, it's it's clothes, it's shoes, and granted, like those clothes are fucking ugly, um, and. <laughs> Which and is why he's not getting my vote. Because <laughs> what if what if the presidency is his line of clothing? Yeah. Um, well, you know, like lots of people did buy his clothes. Um, sure. More people bought his clothes than bought Trump steaks. Okay. So um, and you know, or, or uh, just about the Trump vodka, right? And the dude yeah. doesn't drink. Kanye wears clothes. Uh, you know, <laughs> I I believe him uh, that that he thinks that this is the shit. Um, and he also said, you know, like fashion should be affordable. So he likes H and M. So, um, I, you know what? Like the more I think about it, the more I think about it, the more okay I am. I think with well, the Kanye uh, election, you could definitely you could be inspired by Kanye for sure. Um, but I I think like and I mean when you look at your other choices, yeah, you could see it. Um, but you know what I think we have to do as a society is really get down to what is the role we want as our president. Like, do we want do we want to go back to the traditional role, where it's really just commander in chief, and uh, you know, guy signs things, or do we want him to legitimately be like the spokesperson for our country, and this big celebrity, um, you know, and to to influence policy, because really policy should be influenced like on our end, moving upward to you know our um, our members of the house and our senate. Um, it shouldn't be a top-down thing. The president shouldn't be deciding, hey, this is what I want to do, or this is what people tell me they want to do. Let's make it happen. It should be we as a society moving it upwards until it gets to the president. So somehow we've gone completely backwards, um, which actually doesn't surprise me at all. Um, but yeah, if you want if you want your president as an inspiration or as a guy that like can really get out there and grind, then yeah, Kanye's your man. But um, when it comes into, like, you know, diplomacy, um, uh, just, you know, inspiring, uh, you know, or executive orders, inspiring legislation, um, influencing, you know, do you want Kanye picking your, uh, your next, you know, chief justice? So... I mean, I guess... Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, really, is is he any more or less... uh, um, (laughs) <laughs> any more? I mean, because it's not like you get a practice course in being the president, so it's not like anyone's any, going to be really that much more qualified or less qualified. I think that your, your best governor. qualifications for being a president are being a parent, right? Hmm. Um, and I'd say governor, but 
Don't they have clubs in schools where you can? Yeah, practice? what about the school? The class president. Yeah. Ooh, why not? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, the Louis, you know, Kanye, the Louis Vuitton Don as uh, as president, <laughs> he'd certainly be the best dressed. No, um, that's for sure. He's got his own Batmobiles. Um, he he's another guy who like if you can get behind Trump as president and say, well, he doesn't need the money. Um, then Kanye really doesn't need the money. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanye is a billionaire, and his wife is worth, what, $900 million. She's almost there, too. Um, granted, she became famous, again, for fucking Brandy's little brother. But, yeah. uh, nonetheless, um, she took that, uh, which for anyone else would be really embarrassing, and translated it into hundreds of millions of dollars while doing it in, with all of America making fun of her. But wanting to dress like her, or, or and watch the video, and watch the video. Again, we have a, we have the potential to have a first lady whose insides we've seen. Yes. Um, why not? And I mean, what has Jill Biden done? <laughs> and just imagine the additional views. Oh yeah, great just for her brand. Yeah. So she's still getting paid for that, by the way. Yeah, like that's still something that's selling. So we live in a world where the the first lady. Real porn star, not some chick who took her clothes off for some photos 25 years ago. Nah, no, Milana, we don't care. We didn't see you blow Brandy's little brother. Not to say you didn't, but we know for sure she did. You know, yeah, why not? There's uh, of all of the things, your mom would have leaked some sex tapes. Yeah, you could have been president too. Um, <laughs> you know, and and why not? Why not? What's Really, what's the worst that can happen at this point? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there, yeah, I mean, don't you actually, you get to that point to where it's like, you know, that, I mean, the place is already burning to the ground, so let's, you know, just, let's just see how fucking fast we can make it happen. I mean, President Kanye West. <laughs> yes! I'm Mr. West in the West Wing. Ooh. Name it the Kanye Wing. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You think they're going to let him decorate the White House? I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. You know who I hope does the remix for, for the National Anthem when he comes out? 3-6 Mafia. <laughs> yes. They can do that now, anyway. Uh, I hope they do. Um, Alright, so moving on, I think we've... I think yeah. Uh, unless, we've, unless we've beaten the shit out of Kanye for president. No, no, we're good on that. I was, um, I was rolling into the COVID thing, because it's a very... Uh, okay, it's July here in, on the Kenai Peninsula. And I think, what, dip netting opens the 10th? Yeah. When do you think we see the spike? Because I guarantee if you're in Anchorage right now, you're like, ah, I just tested positive for the COVID, or I got the symptoms, but this is my one chance to go down and just rape and pillage the Kenai Peninsula for their salmon. Mm -hmm. You're doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You've been pent up in a house for how long? Yeah, exactly. Go spit on some salad bars while I'm here. Yeah. 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 Just a regular day. Yeah. Wipe out the population there. We don't got to fight them next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's combat fishing. <laughs> yeah. Just fill up the super soaker with my saliva. <laughs> right. <laughs> what a time to be alive. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think that... You probably do see a, a spike, and then it comes down to like, how serious do we really treat this? I've seen, 
photos and videos from like water parks in the lower 48 where they're mm-hmm. packed in. People are partying, having a good time. Zero fucks given. Um, there's the, the expectation of herd immunity. How dangerous is the virus? Um, you know, I don't know, man. We're going to find out within oh, yeah. very, very soon um, how much of a threat it is. But I'm willing to believe that most of the people who think that they might have caught it by now probably did. Um, if you look at the people, uh, I think the last number that I saw for this state specifically, 67 hospitalizations since March. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at 67 hospitalizations from March and what are we at, about like 800 cases by now? Something like that. I mean, we had our biggest growth day. What? Every yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the biggest one before that was the day before that. Yeah. Um, so if we, we're looking at eight or 900 cases... Uh, and 67 um, hospitalizations, and what are we at? 14 deaths, I believe. Um, I don't know statistically what that looks like, but I I don't think most people are very concerned with it. Yeah. Um, but I also don't think that um, I don't know. I don't know what I don't think. I think. <laughs> well, I, see, that's the problem. With like, like you're saying, you have the doctor saying one thing, the media saying another thing, the president saying another thing. You have doctors, but doctors are saying two and three and yeah. four different things. You have Doctor Shiva in Massachusetts saying, you know, like, listen, if you're boosting your immunity, if you're going on walks, you're taking vitamin D, you're doing all of these other things, you shouldn't worry about this. Um, but then you have YouTube pulling him off, saying, "Oh, that's bad information," and YouTube saying, "Well, we're going to go with what the World Health Organization is recommending." But the World Health Organization, we know to be a corrupt organization. I remember when all this popped off, they said that China was doing everything right. No, not really. Clearly not. Um, this is when when I said doctor, or when I saw Doctor Oz say not to worry about it. That's when I knew it was a big, big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's one thing I can trust with Dr. Oz, is to not trust what Dr. Oz says. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I like my surgeons to stick with surgery. Uh, I'll go to an MD or a DO if I want actual. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, we, we, live in, we live in a time where we take our, our information not from people we know, but from people we don't know, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, who perform for us on something that we actively call television. Um, yeah. So if we know that that our leaders um, well, are full of cut. shit, but. it's it's the drive-by media. We don't actually absorb information. We get thirty mm-hmm. seconds out of context, and that's how we make well, our we decisions. Get, we get to pick our narrative now, which is hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, good, bad, or indifferent, it is. It is what it is. Because if it were anything else, it would be that. But we, it's we're living, you know, a, a make your own adventure. So why not listen to your own truth? Believe yeah. what you want to believe because none of it matters anyway. Back to Kanye for president. You know, like, fuck it. Um, I do want to move on uh, real quickly because like, some very, very cool news uh, came out of the UFC. One of their fighters in the main event uh, for next week's fight, uh, the title defense of Kamar Usman versus Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns was, he was a short notice uh, replacement Um for that main event, uh, they couldn't get who they wanted, who was Jorge Masvidal. He wanted too much money. Uh, Gilbert Burns contracted COVID-19. He is now out of the fight. And they replaced him with Jorge Masvidal, who was the guy we all wanted to watch uh, yeah. fight to begin with, um, taking it on a week's notice. Now, I, I'm sure I'll speak to uh, uh, Coach Stacy about this. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, either of these two fighters. You're a boxing coach. Yeah. Um, 
However, uh, Jorge Masvidal uh, fought in backyards, not against Kimbo Slice, but yeah, um, but he comes from that. Uh, he comes from, he's been fighting professionally for 17 years. Um, he, he won the BMF belt uh, against uh, Nick Diaz. Or Nate Diaz, I always confuse those two. One of the Diaz brothers beat yeah. the snot out of him. Stop the fight, which I don't think you should stop the fight for a BMF title fight, but they did. Um, <laughs> but you are you are seeing this is now the main event in Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. Um, what are your thoughts on on that? Other than other than the fans are the real winners here. The, oh, I mean that's that's essentially because I. It's really interesting because you you gotta love a guy that. Um, like his old school and grew up kind of learning how to fight by fighting. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys that are very, like, they're very gym trained. And, you know, and I, I mean, you have a little bit mixed reviews on those. But, um, no, it, it's always fun because if a guy grew up fighting, like, old school, you know you got a guy with a ton of heart. You know, a guy that doesn't have a whole lot of quit in him. Um, a guy that can usually take a good shot. And also a guy that, like, you know, will take two or three to give one or two. Um, I think it's interesting. I, uh, I, the real thing that gets me, because I assume they're still doing the no crowd. Yes. Um, and it, it, I'm actually, I'm excited to watch, watch it just for the corners. Because I'm so used to, like, yelling and screaming at my fighter in the corner because of the crowd noise. But, like, now, like, if you talk like this to your fighter in the corner, the other corner's going to hear you. Yeah. So you almost have to like whisper in their ear, all like sensually. <laughs> Little tongue in there. Yeah, and just like so. And I think that that's one of the things that benefited um, Mike Perry in his fight a couple weeks ago against mm-hmm. uh, Mickey Gall. He had his girlfriend cornering. She just put the ice on him, and he did what he knew he had to do. He mm-hmm. did what he was trained for, and probably didn't have to give up ten or twenty percent of his purse. Um, <laughs> so I mean, he hacked the system for certain, but. Um, I do like, from a fan's perspective, like, if you're in the corner, it's got to suck because you can hear what the other guy's going to do or what advice they're giving him. Because mm-hmm. um, if they're saying, go for the takedown, you can hear him say, go for the takedown. Um, but you can also hear the thud. You can hear all of it. And as a fan, oh as a gosh. fan, it's like you can hear the shin uh, hitting the thigh and, and like it sounds like a baseball bat cracking uh, that, that, uh, that leg. Well, and I think it's as a as a judge, you're not influenced by the crowd anymore. Because like, how many times have you seen a guy like miss a punch or like a glancing blow, and then the crowd erupts, ooh, ah, and then yeah. and then the judge is like, ooh, good hit. Um, hmm. Like right now, like if you're a judge uh, in these fights, you like you know if a guy gets hit or not, you can hear it. But and yeah. there's no like you know you're not leaning towards ooh the crowd really thinks this guy's winning. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for all of it. It's a it's a very stacked card, but. I'm very excited that they were able to make the fight that I that most fans I think wanted to see, because it, it in the welterweight division um, it, it's it's a constantly it, it wasn't in a state of flux for a long time. You had George St Pierre and then you had uh, Tyrone Woodley, and now it, it's kind of it's kind of up in the air. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert Burns dominated Tyrone Woodley. But he's not the guy fighting for the belt. The guy fighting for the belt is the guy who has the BMF belt. Now, rather than him defending that BMF belt, he's going on and he's taking on that welterweight belt, which could be very, very interesting. But you have, on the other hand, you've got um, Kamaru Usman. And this is why I want to talk to Seth about this, because one of his mentors is a guy, um, 
um, by the name of Trevor Whitman, mm -hmm. and that's where Kamaru Usman is training now. He's no longer he used to train with Gilbert Burns, and yeah. they had the same camp, um, but now he's Whitman is brilliant. Yeah. So what does how does the plan change in such a short notice from uh, from Burns to uh, Masvidal? What have they figured out for Masvidal? Masvidal is, uh, is seemingly a smaller guy. Like um, Kamaru Usman's a big dude. Mm -hmm. He is a large man. Um, and I don't know off the top of my dome how tall and, and uh, uh, how tall uh, George Masvidal is, but he's Siri. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, so it, it'll be interesting because when Tyron Woodley uh, fought Usman, Usman dominated him. He was on top of him the whole time, essentially doing what he wanted to this guy who was such a high-level wrestler. Um, George Masvidal is not a wrestler. He's a fighter. Mm -hmm. um, he he's didn't come... 5'11". From, he's 5'11". Can you check out uh, how tall Usman is? Because I, I think he's at least 6'2 or 6'3". He's a large man. Um, so there's going to be a height difference. There's going to be a range difference. Uh, and, and stylistically, there's going to be a much... Uh, a, a very big difference. But... Kamaru Usman is 6 foot. 6 foot. So it's not, not that big a difference. Um, but I, when it comes down to it, I think that training with uh, with with Trevor Whitman. Talk to the ladies; an inch is a big difference. <laughs> well, because otherwise they have to say their guy's six foot tall or their guy's five eleven, and six foot is like way more impressive to your friends. True story. <laughs> he's five eleven. Yeah, he's five eleven. Yeah, he's well, he's six foot in the morning, but he shrinks a little as the day goes by. <laughs> it depends on his um. shoes. So Kamaru Usman, I think, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I like Masvidal in this fight, but I think that, that training with, with someone like Trevor Whitman and then training with guys um, uh, guys like Justin Gaethje are going to make you a little bit scrappier. Justin Gaethje is a scrappy motherfucker. Uh, he's, a dude, he's another guy that can fight. Uh, and training with, with those kinds of guys is definitely not going to hurt you. I don't know how much training uh, Masvidal has been doing in preparation for this fight. He took it on a week's notice. He's no doubt a bad motherfucker. He's got a belt that says so. Mm -hmm. um, but if he dies, he dies. If he dies, he dies. Um, you've got Game Brad versus the Nigerian Nightmare, and the Nigerian Nightmare is a way scarier name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Masvidal's got a reach of 74 inches. Especially for middle class. He's weighing 76 inches. Okay, so he's got a height and reach advantage. Um, I mean... I think when they get in the ring, Usman's going to be a larger guy. Mm -hmm. Usman's um, 170 pounds. Well, they, they both fight at 170, but, um, but they're cutting weight. And then when they put that weight back on um, in the 24 hours before the fight, you know, they're, they're going to come in uh, much heavier than that. And I think Usman probably weighs closer to 200 pounds when he gets into the ring. Um, certainly closer to 200 than someone like Masvidal. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm a... I'm a Man, that Masvidal's flying knee to the head of Ben Askren. I mean, like, we've seen what he can do to a great wrestler. Mm -hmm. And Ben Askren's a great wrestler. But he retired Ben Askren with that shot to the dome in the fastest knockout in history. Um, taking him down, taking George Masvidal down, is a very scary proposition. Because you got to know that you got to be leery of that knee. you got to be leery of those elbows, those punches, those kicks. They, he kicks from weird angles. When he fought Diaz, he was he was throwing punch and kick combinations that they were landing flush, and they, but they didn't look like anything that you know your, your traditional um, strikers. I want to say traditional because T.J. Dillashaw is not a not a traditional striker by any okay. means. 
Um, but it, they were weird, weird combinations of punches and kicks, but they were absolutely effective in keeping a grappler off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Usman's a much bigger guy uh, than, uh, than either Nick or Nate Diaz. So we'll see. Um, That's why you use the Smurf bite. The Smurf bite. Yeah, it's where you take it's where you take your your thumb, you put it over here, you put your finger on top, and then you pinch the skin a little bit. And if you do it right, it'll look like you're punching, but it's it's if you've had an older brother, it's it's horribly painful. It'll leave a mark. It's like my other favorite move is to grab their hand and uh, hit them with it and go, "Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself?" Oh gosh, that would suck. That would be really embarrassing. In a fight. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? It'd be great. I love I it. see it now. Um, You've set a bar of expectations. Tapping on their chest. Uh, Indian rug burn. I think Usman takes the fight just yeah. because he's been prepared for it. Uh, and you have George Masvidal taking it on a week's notice. I think that if you have a fight, it, you, you give him a full camp. I, I would say probably Masvidal. Um He's certainly, in my opinion, a much more exciting fighter. I think it depends. Like, um, I mean, okay, you've been training for it, you've had a camp, but have you been preparing for someone else? Because if your camp is very focused about... Because I, I, I've, I've worked with a couple different guys, and some guys in camp, you prepare for the guy you're going to fight. Other guys in camp, you just prepare for the way they fight, and you hone their skills. So if you prepare to fight a very specific fight against a guy, and then he's gone, you've only gotten a week notice now, too. So, I mean, if, if other dude's been in the gym the whole time, I mean, it's, it's fairly fair. But, and actually it could be, a, it could be a disadvantage. I mean, you've seen it where guys come in last minute and, you know, you know, they just dominate. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you do see a totally different fight with more notice, but I don't know. I think this one's a close one to call. If Masvidal is in shape, this could be a really great uh, a really great fight. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's not prepared for the fight, then it could be something else completely. But um, he's game bread, man. Like, yeah, it's it's in his name. I'm excited <laughs> the fight is happening. I'm really excited this uh, that this is the fight that is happening. I th- I think that's another point too. I think if it's a good as long as both guys put on a pretty good showing, as long as it's not just a complete domination from one end, um, I, you know, I think you you get an argument for a rematch. Yeah. Um, but do you think it's worth the uh, the pay per view? Oh, that's always a tough one. I got the. Um, it's a stack card. No, yeah, no, it's a good card. I think it's one of those. I, I for me, I'm saying, if you're one of those people that, uh, you know, if you can throw together yourself a little like COVID party, you know, infect your friends. It's it's a distinct possibility. Um, so let's let's run down a quick uh, the, the card real quick. Um, because now we have we have a main event, but we'll start at the very very bottom of the page. Uh, Martin Day versus Davy Grant. I don't know either of those dudes. Carol Rosa, Vanessa Mello. Nope, don't know them. Um, you start moving up um, to uh, to the the well known guys or the more more well known guy, uh, guys or gals. Uh, you have Paige Van Zant, who is married to uh, Nanilchik resident uh, Austin Vanderzant, uh, fighting Amanda Rebus. Uh, Volkem uh, Ozdemir is fighting uh, Jared Prochazka. Pro- Prochazka. Uh, anyway, I like uh, I like Ozdemir. He's fun. Uh, Jessica Andrea uh, Andraj fighting Rose Namajunas. Peter Yan and Jose Aldo should be a fun fight. Uh, that's where we start getting into into the the title defenses. <laughs> um, 
Peter Jan is a bad dude, and Jose Aldo is one of the baddest dudes of all time. Um, Alexander Volkanovsky in a rematch with um, uh, Max Holloway, who, by the way, has been conducting all of his training via Zoom. Really? Yeah. So, you know what? I use Zoom. He's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Max Holloway. I love that Max Holloway brings his kid to the fights um, and and hangs out with him. Yeah. He's a guy that seems to like his family. Uh, however, Alexander Volkanovsky, if I recall correctly, at one point was like a 250-pound rugby player who's now fighting at 145 pounds. Bless his heart. And doing so, comedy on the weekend. Yes. Very no funny. That's no, Fred. Whatever. Yeah. Um, and up to Kamar Usman and George Masvidal. I mean, it's a stat card, and, and if you are going to a party, which is probably how I will watch this, um, yeah. probably bring some, some medicated mac and cheese or something, um, that's, that's how I watch it. I wouldn't watch. I wouldn't spend seventy bucks for it to watch it at my house by myself. Mm-hmm. But if I'm gonna, you know, be out with my friends, risking a certain death, then then that's what I'm gonna do. But I may not uh, be able to watch it. I got the I got the the the, the tomato sauce woman at home because yeah. she's prego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, you know, if, uh, if this baby comes, then, uh, then I won't be watching the fight, but you know, like, well, you can get it on your phone. Ah, yeah, no, I, I you know, that's no, I get the share dog updates. <laughs> it, it turns out like that's the way it was best fight of all time. And here I am like watching the highlights on my phone. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. No. Stuck here watching the stupid baby be born. <laughs> you don't even do anything. You just sit there and shit and scream. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> don't they have people at the hospital that can do that for you? Yeah. She doesn't need me there. She got it in her. She's going to fall out anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm excited for this card. I'm excited that it came together at the very last minute. And it's the fight we actually wanted to see. That's... I hope he gets every penny. Every penny that he demanded, uh, George yeah. Masvidal. Um, I like George Masvidal. I'm excited for this fight. Uh, Kamaru Usman is a great fighter, and he 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 beat the champ for that belt, and he beat the champ that came out to his own song. Yeah. And that's by the way, if you're uh, a fighter and you make your own music, you're gonna lose that fight. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I'm fairly certain Rampage was coming out to music that people made for him, uh, and those were the fights that he lost. You know, like, I'm sure that the second, he probably came out to his own music, uh, that second time he fought Vanderlei and got 73 knees to the dome, um, that was probably... Still hearing that song in his head to this day? Yeah, poor guy. Um, That's the other thing is, don't, uh, this is, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of of knowledge to really, uh, or advice to give to MMA guys, but don't come out to a guy singing... Too. Like, don't don't have the guy standing in front of you have a microphone in his hand singing, like, some remake of, you know, Let Love Go or something. Okay, so... Why Can't We Be Friends by War? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll counter that with, um, with one of my favorite Sam Jackson movies of all time, <laughs> um, Great White Hype. Yeah. Um, have you seen Great White Hype? Oh, not in forever. Okay, so... Um, the champion in that film, uh, played by, uh, um, um, I was going to say Wynton Marsalis, but he's a jazz player. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the Wayans brothers, uh, who's the, the Grim Reaper Roper, um, came out to Method Man's uh, Bring the Pain, and Method Man walked out with him, and he beat the shit out of Irish Terry Conklin. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it's he, a documentary film in real time. Yeah. However, Apollo Creed... 
died in the ring, and he yeah. had James Brown. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's the Method Man James Brown argument. Yeah, <laughs> I think Method Man would beat the shit out of James Brown. Method Man's huge. James Brown is dead. Yeah, James, <laughs> James Brown had a lot of practice, though. He did. Man, he uh, he is undefeated against his wives. All of them. Uh, yeah. I guess they're they're reopening the case into whether or not James Brown was murdered. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely. So maybe he's not undefeated. <laughs> he lost when it mattered the most. Uh, <laughs> when everything was on the line. All right. Man, anything else you want to throw out? We're wrapping at, uh, at about an hour and 45. Nice. Um, the, let me think. Um, we got in the mind for movies. So, uh, let's talk about that. Um, what was the, the I, Warrior Nun was one of the ones that we uh, discussed, um, but I don't necessarily want to watch uh, a TV series and review it because that I, it took me six or seven hours to realize that... I, it didn't take me six or seven hours to realize Unsolved Mystery Suck Balls, um, <laughs> but I had to finish it because I'd already started it. Um, okay, so... <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. If I don't finish a series, something bad will happen to my children. Huh? Velocipastor? Yeah. We watched Velocipastor and we, we reviewed, reviewed it. it. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I was here for the review, Sam. Oh, oh, man. We need to work I mean, on oh, that. yeah. Okay, well, no, we haven't. We can fake a review with them. And so, uh, it was like brilliant. Okay, so. For intentionally bad movie, it was well done. Okay, so here's what we've got uh, Airplane, which we've actually referenced in this episode. Um, and, and it's always worth it to watch, but I think that that's more of an additional content yeah. um, one. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, the original Clash of the Titans, Cloud Atlas, David Foster off the record, definitely maybe, Delta Farce, The Devil's Advocate, Donnie Brasco, Double Jeopardy, Fiddler on the Roof, The Firm, Frida, The Fuck It List, which actually sounds kind of entertaining. Mm-hmm. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, the Karate Kid trilogy, not the one with Jaden Smith, I guess. Uh, Killing Hasselhoff, which actually sounds all right. Um, Lemony Snicket series of unfortunate events, Mean Streets, which I own but I've never watched. Probably worth watching, I guess. Yeah. It's an old Scorsese film. Um, you know, we could do the the Zucker Brothers uh, collection. They've got The Naked Gun uh, and Airplane. They had the... Kentucky Fried Movie on Amazon Prime for a while. It may still be there. Can't remember what I got. That was Ow. pretty. Uh, Schindler's List, Sleepless in Seattle, Sleepy Hollow, Spaceball, Splice, Stand and Deliver, Stardust, Starsky and Hutch. Sucker Punch was one of the ones we were talking about with Scotty, because mm-hmm. I have never seen it. Um, so I'm also trying to remember the, um, what was it, Love, Sex, and Robots? I can't remember. Oh. The, um, that work on, David Fincher's working on season two of that. Are they? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so amazing. Yeah. Because, uh... He was talking about doing Mindhunters season three, mm-hmm. but he dropped production to work on a different movie, and then he's working on the season two. Love, I think it's Love, Sex, and Robots. Nice. Yeah. I hope so. That was, yeah. No, I thought that was an amazing series, but I don't know. It's really good episodes. The um, I mean, it's it's a show you never come back from. <laughs> um, oh, I was gonna say on other topics. Uh, do you want to go to Texas? I'm always down to Texas. I like Texas. Yeah, I like could get chopped up and buried various little, various little different areas. Oh, oh man. So. It almost seems like it needs a whole new show for that one. Yeah, that's, that's one we'll, we'll dedicate a whole show to. Because there's 
Um, There's so many. It's it's just unraveling right now as far as yeah, how we, deep that rabbit hole goes. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that goes into um, into the Texas discussion, and uh, a lot of conversations that I, I, I would like to have with um, people in my personal life. Yeah. Before we touch on that. Okay. So um, tease it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit uh, about this because I know I don't want to butcher her name because she deserves uh, much uh, better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but PFC Gullion, I believe, is her name. Yeah, I believe it's something. Yeah, I don't know the exact pronunciation, but um, yeah, yeah. So um, she was murdered three months ago, mm-hmm. and they just recently found her body. And uh, one of the things that I can I can tell you, and that these memes are one hundred percent right. If if someone had lost a rifle, okay, they would have found that rifle before anyone went home. Yeah, um, I. I know they've done FOD walks, which are walks up and down the flight line because someone's missed a, lost a round. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've family heard begging. I've heard stories of uh, a two forty nine falling out of a vehicle, uh, an assault weapon, an assault rifle, a machine gun, falling out of the back of a Humvee, and you got to drive back and you got to do your best to find that motherfucker um, because you just lost a big old gun. This was a person. This was a person that went missing, and they just called her missing. Meanwhile, family's asking questions. Loved ones are asking questions. What happened to our daughter? What happened to our loved one? And the army didn't give a fuck. Um, and Fort Hood is a base of like 68,000, not including family members. It's, it's a microcosm of the United States. So you have all kinds of people there. You have good people there. You've got bad people. Um, and then you have Air Force Lieutenant Colonels saying that uh, sexual harassment is just, uh, uh, it's basically just paying dues. It's just trying to join the boys club. This girl was murdered. She told people that she was being sexually harassed. She was murdered at work. Mm -hmm. And and that's where we're at. And we're going to find out more on that. And I'm sure the Army's not going to look any better when all of this is done. But there is a long history of sexual harassment and sexual assault in the United States military. Um, there was an Air Force can, uh, colonel who was in charge of the sexual assault, uh, sexual, assault, uh, sexual assault response coordinator. He was in charge of the program. He was arrested for getting beat up by a hooker. So the military has, um, has been very flawed in the way that they deal with sexual assault and sexual harassment. And I've seen personally where leadership has um, sexually assaulted and sexually harassed uh, junior uh, junior enlisted, your senior airman, your airman, first class. And in a worst case scenario, or no, I'm sorry, in a best case scenario, they just moved that motherfucker to a different department. They just moved him to a different section where they could do it again. I've seen where 
guys have lost stripes for sexually harassing and sexually assaulting their troops, and then they're moved into a position uh, where they can sexually assault and sexually harass more troops and get more of a position of power. Um, the joke was, you know, in, in the Air Force or, or in the Army, whatever your branch is, you get caught shoplifting, they send you to supply where you can steal more stuff. Great. Um, but they would do that with troops uh, who were caught sexually harassing and sexually assaulting their troops. And now you've got to go talk to this guy, your brand new troop, and you've got to you've got to turn in your equipment before you go back to uh, or, or leave that base. Um, oh, you're missing this. If you fuck me, we'll, we'll give you this little notch mm-hmm. and say that you turned it in. Because in the end, who cares about some broken equipment? You returned it; it was unserviceable. But it was a piece. It was a knee pad or something. Whatever. It's not like it was a rifle. It's not like it was a fucking helmet. You know, shit we got a billion of. Or a person. But it was a person. It was a person who was murdered at work. Buried in several different places. America. Fort Hood has a lot of negatives going for it. And they have for a long time. If my daughter told me that she wanted to join the military, I would probably do my best to talk her out of it. Not because I don't think there are great benefits to it, not because I don't believe in the cause, but because I don't want her to end up like Private Vanessa Gullion. I don't want that for her. I don't want that for any family. This was a, a, a young soldier who gave her life to the United States military, and someone took that. Someone took that, and, and they buried her in parts uh, on the Leon River. <laughs> 